about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Well, praise God. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you doing? All right, take your Bible this morning, go to 1 Samuel 16, and I'll see if we ever get to it. Last week, uh, after church, I got to talk to some people and was talking to people, and F Fabian was here. That was last week, right? Fabian was here last week, and uh, all at once, they got in a gun conversation, which I know very little bit about other than a gun shoots, and it needs bullets in order to fire, and you need one if you want to shoot it and all that kind of stuff. Of course, Fabian was an expert. He's, man, he's rattling off stuff. I had no revelation whatsoever. But he was talking about it, and I said, well, do you have a concealed permit? He says... Sure. And I said, do you ever carry your gun with you? And he pulled up his shirt. <laughs> right there. I was a little pissed. I couldn't believe that thing was there. I couldn't believe I couldn't see that. I couldn't believe it was there. And God spoke to me. He said, the next move of God is going to bring Christians out of having concealed permits for weapons that they're not using. And he started talking to me about the most important thing in my life. You know, people say, well... I'm married and my wife's my best friend or my best friend is my best friend. Let me tell you, my wife is a very good friend of mine, but my best friend's the Holy Ghost. And until the Holy Ghost becomes your best friend, you're going to struggle in life. I don't care how many victory songs you hear, I'm more than a conqueror, yay, 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 yay. Until you understand that there's someone that lives in you on a daily basis since you got born again who has more wisdom than you, more knowledge than you, more wisdom and knowledge than anyone else in the world, you're going to struggle in life. Because the only time you're going to go to him is after you screw up. Come on. Lord, I'm in a mess, help me. Why not go to him first? Stay out of the mess and it'll work out better for you. But there's a Holy Ghost, and we're going to be talking about the anointing of the Holy Ghost over the next few weeks, but I just want you to know that you have got to come to a place. You know, we talk about the deep state, and everybody's talking about everything else. I'll tell you, there's a deep state in the church. There are people who are just going to church, they're happy, they're joyous, all that stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm telling you what, the whole purpose of Jesus coming back was to get, to get crucified so that you could be claimed with no sin, be justified, and the Spirit of God could come live on the inside of you. That's the whole gospel right there, praise God. Yeah, he wants to give me peace. Yeah, he wants to give me... Yeah, God wants to prosper me. Yeah, but you haven't listened to him. What do you think? One day you're going to be walking down the street and his helicopter's going to fly over and drop this bag full of money and it's going to hit you in the head and you're going to say, God, he finally prospered me. No, God works step by step by step by step by step and your obedience to what he tells you to do. Many of you would be millionaires right now if you just listened to him all the time. 
going to get quiet in here. Good. I like that. I like it when it gets quiet. If you just listen to what he says, he, he is there to lead you and guide you on a daily basis. He never goes anywhere. He's never anyplace else. He's on the inside of you all the time, praise God. And God's going to root out the churches who are trying to be spiritual with those who just naturally are. See, you can hear the Holy Ghost talking to you anytime, any place. First of all, in order to get it done, you've got to pretend like he's there. Come on now. You've got to realize he's there. How would you like to walk around with somebody that you know and, and you just forget about him for several hours? Then you come, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. You were, then you forget about him for three days and said, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I forgot all about you. You're in the car with me. You're I just remembered you were with me at this time. Only the Holy Ghost knows everything. He knows everything about you. He knows what God has planned and purpose for you. He will lead and guide you in every single area, praise God. It's more than just coming to church. And I'll tell you what, there is going to be a generation, I'm telling you right now, that starts walking by the power of the Spirit of God, that hears His voice clearly, that follows His every step with obedience, and you are going to see the greatest revival you've ever seen in your life because He knows how to live in revival and cause revival. He's the one who does it, praise God. It's not a system, it's not a plan, it's not do A, B, C, D, E, it's not do this. It's listening to the Spirit of God on a daily basis, and you can live in revival your whole life, praise God. He will lead you, He will guide you, He will show you when. I'll tell you what, He'll show you when to talk and when not to. Now, there's a big hurdle. Come on. Everybody wants to talk, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody. Sometimes you just need to have a, a quiet day and speak only when it's worth saying something. And the rest of the time, trying to listen. How I many of you can't hear him when you're talking at the same time? As a matter of fact, the Bible says sometimes you shouldn't talk because he's going to tell you what to say. And why don't you wait until you hear what he says before you say what he wants you to say before you say something he didn't want you to say and then hear what he wants you to say. Yeah. That's right. You need a tape for that. Yeah. See, this is what it's all about. In order, in order for him to walk as a pastor, I've got to be in contact and connection with the Holy Ghost all day, every day. I don't know what's coming next. Some people say the kingdom of God is this glorious lifestyle. It is, but you're still going to run into junk. I'm telling you right now, it's just not you live in this utopia out there. There are things going to come against your life. Sickness is going to attack you. People are going to attack you. Problems are going to attack you. Circumstances are going to attack you. Deaths are going to attack you. Everything's going to come. And at that time, you just need, first of all, to get a hold of your emotions and feelings and make sure they're not going to lead you and guide you in the situations in your life because there's no power in them. They can't get you out of the mess that you're in. So what are you going to do? I'm going to listen to the Spirit of God. I'm going to see what God tells me to do with that still, small voice on the inside of me. I'm going to learn to hear it. And the best way to learn to hear it is stay in the Word. Yes. How many know He's always going to talk the same thing that the Word says? He's never going to contradict the Word. He's never going to make up a story outside the Word. So the more time you spend in the Word, the more He can witness to you of what He wants done in situations and circumstances. Hallelujah. So He's on the inside of us all the time. inside of you all the time. Every single day, He's on the inside of you. Yeah. He's always there, waiting to speak, waiting for you to listen, waiting for you to do something, waiting for you to do this. But if you don't give him any attention and you don't think about him, you just go doing whatever you want to do on a daily basis, and that's a waste of time. And time you never get back. You can blow money and accidentally get it back, but your time you never get back again. Once today's gone, it's gone. Once tomorrow's gone, it's gone. That's why God may just have something for you to do today. Maybe he just wants you to stop and pray. Have you ever been just doing nothing? I've been watching TV already, and all at once on the inside of me, a bubbling up comes up, and I know I'm supposed to pray. He doesn't say, pray. I just know that I'm supposed to pray. And everybody goes, for what? Holy Ghost will say, none of your business. I'm not praying unless you tell me what it's for. <laughs> Holy Ghost says, pray. 
So just pray. You don't have to know the whys, the where-tos, the what-to-fors, the hither-tos, and all those things. Just do what God's telling you to do because he knows what's going on in your life. He knows it may be somebody in a completely different country who needs prayer at that time, and he's already gone to Susie and Jim and Billy and Bob, and all of them said the same thing. I ain't praying unless he tell me. And then he finally found you. Glory to God. And there you are. All right. And once the power of God hits them in Africa, hits them in Asia, hits them someplace, and they get completely delivered, they don't know how. They don't know what happened. You don't even know what happened, but you obeyed the Holy Ghost. See, it's more than just reading my Bible, being a good little boy, a good little girl. No, it's following the Spirit of God on the inside of you. The greatest gift you'll ever receive or ever have is the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. And you've always got to follow his plan, no, no matter what it is. The plan this morning, how many of you know it might have changed when I got a text this morning? Yes, the whole day changed. Everything changed. And is there a battle that goes on? Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, men have emotions too. Let me just tell the women, they probably didn't know that. But men also have emotions too. Maybe not as many as you have, but we have emotions, praise God. So when something hits you like this, I mean, you go through, I go through a series of, I just go, hey, Holy Ghost, where are we going here? Right. And first of all, what came up to me, uh, let me tell you, well, we're on the tape, I can't, I'm going to say it anyway, I was pissed off. Yeah, pissed me off. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Who do you think you are coming into my house with my people coming after who, who do you think you are? My goodness sakes. And so I was mad. And then at once I was happy because I thought, wow, they're probably doing pretty good. They're probably doing all right. They're probably not mad. And here I am all mad this morning. So I can't go give a mad sermon. And I can't really give a glad sermon because we got to be a little sad in the middle of the glad and the anger and everything. So all these things are coming at you. I mean, no. So I sorted through one. I went through this. I went through the glad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Went through the calm. Ooh. Come on. It works. Try it sometime. But I'm, doing, I'm going through all these emotions, trying to get to a stable place because you can't come in a wreck and deal with people who might be a wrecker than you. See, see, we all want to be in ministry. I'm just talking from a pastor, but you've got a ministry and you're going to go through this same stuff and things are going to happen to you and things are going to do. I mean, how are you going to respond? How are you going to react? How are you going to, you're going to break down? You're going to have a nervous breakdown? Like Rodney always says, if you're in a ministry without the Holy Ghost, you end up in a, a straitjacket going, ministry. Man, it's three. Why? Because without the Holy Ghost, it'll drive you nuts if you try to do it with your feelings and try to do it with your emotions. You've got to follow the Spirit of God on the inside of you and what He's telling you to do and how He's telling you to do it because He knows. How many know He's a comforter? Yeah. I was glad that Scripture came up in me this morning because I needed comforted. Yes, yes, yes. And He does a good job of it. You know what He does? He gives you the Word. Yeah. Be absent from the body and present with the Lord is a wonderful thing. I don't want to hear that right now. You got another one? <laughs> What else you got, Holy Ghost? That ain't working. <laughs> the time of my departure is near. <laughs> I have fulfilled my call. And a crown is waiting for me. Well, that's a little better, Holy Ghost. You're getting closer. <laughs> See, he uses the Word of God to speak to you, to straighten out your emotional thinking and feeling and what you want to do and what you want to think and brings you back into a stable place to where you can do what you're called to do. See? Hallelujah, because there's going to be times when that happens. Praise God. And it's important that you stay in this anointing, in this connection with the Holy Ghost. I mean, I had trouble staying in connection with the Holy Ghost before I was a pastor just driving to church. 
If you've got kids, you know what I mean. You get them all ready, you get them gone, you get in the car, one's got two different shoes on, one don't care, one's throwing his shoes, one's a, and you're driving down there getting ready for church. Mm, We're going to praise the Lord today. And by the time you get there, you want to kill everybody on stage. How are you this morning? Anointed. Full of the joy and anointed. Well, no, you're not. you a mess. You need to get four people in the back room and have them lay hands on you, cast the devil off of you, so you can come back in and get some out of the church service, praise God. That stuff happens, don't it? And what is that? That's all anti-anointing stuff to come to block the power of God that's on the inside of you so you can't hear the Spirit of God and what to do. And maybe in that church service, he gave you a prophecy that you were going to prophesy and set people free, but you were too mad at your kid. You were too busy prophesying to your kid. Thus says the Lord, when we get home, thouest is going to get the stick. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, you can't be hooked to the Holy Ghost when you're going through that stuff and your mind's all messed up and your feelings and emotions there. You got to stay connected to the Spirit of God at all times. And I'll tell you a key, there'll be joy there. Holy Ghost is a joy. He's full of joy. He's full of peace. He's full of... So if those things are starting to slide, you know that you're getting disconnected from Him, praise God. But he's your helper. The Bible says he's your comforter. He's leading and guiding you every step you want to take if you follow what he tells you to do. Marriages break up. Why? Neither one wants to listen to the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Husband gets mean, says some things he shouldn't. And instead of the wife going to the Bible and saying, love him even if he's despicable. <laughs> even if he don't pick up his underwear, he's not very nice, he doesn't do anything. See? And now you've got a choice. You either obey the word. Or else you stay mad at him. Because he owes me. Well, what did you pay to get saved? See? Oh, we want what retribution. We want payback. We want, give me flowers, candy, and then maybe. Just maybe if I'm in a good mood that day. But that's not the way forgiveness works. Forgiveness works because forgiveness protects you, not them. Keeps your heart clean so you don't walk in that anti-anointing spirit that blocks the spirit of God on the inside of you. You need to hear his voice every single day, every place that you are at. And you need to practice listening to him. Go to your prayer closet sometime, pray for a little bit, and actually be quiet. And you look up the clock and think it was 40 minutes, it was about 32 seconds. But just be quiet. Pray in tongues a little bit, be quiet. Sometimes when you pray in tongues, if you just listen for the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you what you're praying. That's really exciting when that happens. But he wants to continue to grow us up in the things of God. But the only way he can do that is by you listening to him and letting him be your teacher, letting him be your comforter, letting him be your leader, your guider, your helper in everything, not just, you know, it's like the Holy Ghost lives behind this glass with this axe. And every time you get in trouble, you grab the axe and you break the glass and pull the Holy Ghost out of there because you want him to help you. But it's not that way. He's with you all the time. Leads and guides you in every situation. Around your kids, he will lead and guide you. Uh, when you go out to eat, he'll lead and guide you. Now, he's not talking to you all the time, but he'll talk to you when he needs to speak to you. And then what do you do? You simply obey. Say, obey. obey. See, many people die because of the why. God will tell you something to do, and you'll say, why should I do that? What's the difference? It's like a little kid. Clean up your plate. Why? Because you need the food. Why? Because it's good for you. Why? Because it'll help you grow. Why? I mean, my kid did that pretty soon. Come on. He'd finish eating all right. 
may do something a little different. Well, God gets tired of saying, why, why, why? He just wants you to do it. See? Jump. How high? See? That's the way the Holy Ghost. You've got to learn to trust him in every area of your life. We sing the song, uh, he's the only one I trust. He's the only one I trust. And then you get a bad report in the world and you're freaking out. Why? You ain't trusting them anyway. He's the only one you trust. He's the only one I trust with my finances. And I'm very careful with my finances. Why? Because it's not even my money. He's lent me money to be here on the earth. He's given me a house to live in down here. He's given me a car to drive. If I would die today, I would take none of that with me. There's no Holy Ghost U-Haul where you can load up all your possessions and take it there. We're so proud of what we have, all the different possessions that we have. It's just going to be somebody else's someday anyway. See, it doesn't make any difference. What can you do now in this time by the Holy Ghost speaking to you? And that's why he came to live on the inside of you. Now, I'll tell you what happens. When you start listening to him on the inside of you, all at once, he'll come upon you. Mm-hmm. Completely different. What's in you comes up and comes upon you. What does that do? That is power. Yeah. That is power. Hallelujah. What's that power for? Not even for you, for others around you yeah. to set them free and do it. Yeah. How many know that Jesus walked this earth for 30 years? He didn't heal one blind eye. He didn't cast out one devil. He didn't heal one sick person until one day he was baptized in the River Jordan and the Holy Ghost ooh, came upon him. And then what happened? Look out, devil. Look out, devil. Why? Because it had changed. At that time, he'd been anointed a son of God. A son of God, what does he do? He destroys the works of the devil. All at once, Jesus' life changed. So what was the problem? There was nobody sick before Jesus got to 30. Nobody blind before Jesus got to 30. Nobody on drugs before Jesus got to 30. No, they were waiting for the Spirit of the Lord to return upon a man who had the Spirit of God in him that he lived by for years. And it was the first time the devil started running into somebody bigger than him. My God, that had to be fun. I wish I'd have been the first one. God dang it. I wish I'd have been the first one. He's ruling over people, doing all this stuff. And all of us, here comes Jesus. Come out. anymore. What happened? The Spirit of the Lord had come upon him, and the anointing of God had come upon him, and there was power in him. And notice, if you read every time Jesus got baptized, one of the first things he ran into was the devil. Now, how many want the Spirit of the Lord to come upon you? (laughs) See? First thing he runs in, goes in the wilderness, comes back out. Who's standing there? The devil. If you be anointed. If you know he's upon you. If you can heal the sick. If you can cast out devils. If you're the son of God. If, 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 if. And Jesus, what did he do? He didn't even use the anointing. He just used the word. He said, I ain't even going to waste any of my power on you. You're so stupid. It is written. 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 And when he said that, what happened? He had to obey the word of God. So he had to run out of there. And then the Bible says, after all that happened, he returned in the power of the spirit. Now I'll tell you, I would have returned. But after going to the wilderness and fasting for 40 days, running into wild animals, running into the devil, I don't know how much power I would have returned with. Come on. Where you come from? The desert. What happened? I got anointed. Come on. Some of you can't go to the grocery store without losing the anointing on the way back. Didn't have my brand of butter. Bless God, it happens every time I'm here. See, he went through 40 days of fasting. He went through all this stuff and he returned to the Bible says in the power of the spirit of the living God. And he opened the book and said, this day, remember what Isaiah said? There coming a day when the anointing is going to be there. It's going to break yokes and burdens. Well, that was that day that this day was this day. 
And he said, this day, now watch, they didn't care as long as it was in the future. If he'd opened the book and said, five years from now, the the devils are going to be cast out. We're going to walk in power. They said, amen. But he said, no, today, today, say today, today, today. Today. You don't have to wait five more years. You don't have to wait three more years. You don't have to wait two more years. Today is the day, praise God, of your total salvation and the spirit of God in your life. You don't have to come to this church for 42 years before you figure it out. Already on the inside of you and moved in and ready to go, praise God. There's a spirit of the living God and he wants to flow out of you like a river. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But not until you get in touch with the well on the inside of you. There's a well in there. You've got to give it some attention. You've got to give it some, some action. You've got to understand that God wants to do things. And all the river on the inside is for you. It's not for anybody else. I mean the well. It's not for anybody else. And nobody can tamper with your well unless you allow them to. See, they can tamper with your anointing upon because they can either be an unbelief, they can either not care, they can either not, and you can lay hands on somebody and it may not work. But on the inside of you, they can't mess with that if you don't let them mess with that. Your peace is in here, your joy is in here. This, this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. No, 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 this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. You can say that about peace. You can say it about anything. Take it away. He ain't taking my health away, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I ain't putting up with it. Glory to God. You want to fight? You came to the right place. Glory to God. Because you're looking for one here. Praise God. See? And the Spirit of God will lead you. And he'll guide you. And he'll, he may say, get some sleep for a change. And you're waiting on the big revy. What else you got? See? Your sleep's been down. A lot of times he says to me when I start feeling bad. Drink more water. I said, I don't like water that well. Can I have three more Pepsis equals one water? No. Him and all the angels, no. Sometimes it's simple, just as simple as that. Do you see what I mean? Go to him and find out what it is. Don't say, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. I feel terrible. I feel all dehydrated. I don't know what's going to happen. No. Just go to the Holy Ghost and find out. There may be something that simple, you see, in your life that you just need a little adjustment on. He knows about your body. He knows about your life. Financial-wise, he may make an adjustment in your finances. See? I think I read someplace now 16% of the church tithe. 16%. 16, one and a six. 16 now. 16, praise God, hallelujah. So there's 84% out saying God doesn't answer. I pray and pray and pray for financial prosperity and it says he's going to prosper and he don't. And then you bring up tithe and then, oh my God. Did you cuss at me? See, I just didn't go to him when he told me to tithe. I was just on fire. I didn't care. I just did it. And then I gave him back pay. Without my wife's consent, don't do that. <laughs> Always check with her first. I figure out with some back pay. Dear Lord, so I wrote a big check, threw it in there, praise God. And I'll tell you what, you get blessed for even being dumb. We start tithing, praise God. We start tithing, tithing, tithing. Then we move to Florida, and we get to Florida. We're still going to the Catholic Church, and I'm tithing, tithing, tithing. And all at once a, a short, old, sort of fat guy calls me and says, uh, I'm the treasurer of the church, and I just want you to know you need to come in. You bounced a check. I said, bounce the check. I ain't bouncing check. I got money. I'm putting in there. So I went in there. Here I forgot that I closed the bank account up there and moved the bank account open down here. And the check I gave him was from up there. 
So, of course, it bounced. And he said, you know, if you don't have enough money or you, I know you got two kids in your, I said, no, no, no. I said, we're all right. You know, I just bounced a check. It won't be no problem. And then the guy goes on about how, how sick they are and they take 20 pills a day and they can't keep track of anything. So we hooked up with them and every Sunday we'd go out to eat with them, make sure their pills were good, da-da-da-da-da. I had no family here. They loved the two little kids, of course, you know, when you were little little kids. So we did that. And we did all that stuff around and we ended up having a relationship with them simply because I bounced a check. So then we get all excited and we find out that Benny Hinn's within two hour drive. So we got into my little Chevy Chevette, bless God, with no floorboard, no headboard, no air conditioning. And took off up to Benny Hinn's every Sunday, praise God. Got there and we spent morning and night there. Got home about 3 o'clock in the morning. Kids crammed in that stupid little two-door Chevette going up and down there. So finally we're thinking, we got to do something different. You know, this, this Chevette ain't going to go much further. It's not doing very good. So the next Sunday, the, that guy walks up to me and he says, you know, I went to the doctor and he says, I can no longer drive either. They won't let me drive. My wife's half crippled. She can't drive. So we've got a Cutlass Supreme car that's got about 20,000 miles on. We'd just like to give you that. And first of all, I said, oh, no, my mind's saying, stupid. We don't want to take your car and make it look like we're taking You've got relation. You know, you got a daughter. We want you to check with them. Oh, we already checked with them. They don't want it. So we'll give you the car, but we've got to make it look like you paid something for it. So we'll say like 200 bucks or something to make it look like it wasn't a total gift. And you can have that car. So I said, wow, that's pretty neat. How many know it had air? <laughs> had a floorboard. It was automatic. And it had room, brother, I'm telling you. I felt like I was in three Chevettes. <laughs> but now notice, the Holy Ghost knew that way before I even started tithing. And if I said, no, I ain't tithing Holy Ghost. That's just the way we don't do things. How many know we'd still be in that Chevette? It wouldn't have anything left by now, praise God. Why? Because simple obedience to what God tells you to do. It's not like said, okay, you start tithing, and then in four or five years, you're going to run into this guy, and this guy's going to like you, and he's going to give you a car. He never lays it out. He just tells you to do what you're supposed to do at that time. See? Some of you go into a store, and it's the devil telling you what to buy constantly. I love it when it gets quiet. That means I did something good. See? If you've got $200 in the bank, don't buy a $500 outfit. It's obvious to me it's not going to work. Well, I'll pay it off on the credit card. Yeah, 35% interest, you'll pay it off on the credit card. See, you can't do that kind of stuff. That's not godly. That's not management. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. How do we get on finance? We're going to take up another offering, I think. Of. No, we're not going to. I'm just kidding. But it's just another way that you listen to the Spirit of God to find out what He wants you to do at times. He'll tell you to give. He'll tell you. Uh, I'll give you another one. We were in Sonny's a long time ago. We were sitting there in Sonny's eating, and... Uh, Jenny, now Cordero, but Jenny came in with a bunch of her girlfriends. And basically, they were sitting there eating, and Jenny had come to church one time with the Corderos or something. She was starting to date Sammy, and God said, go over there and uh, buy, buy her dinner, buy all their dinners. I said, oh, I mean, I could say why, who, what, what. This went over, paid their check, did whatever, you know. And then at once she, she started coming to the church more. She said, wow, that was really neat that you did that, that you paid for it. You didn't even ask you to pay for it. You just paid for it like that. That was really something that really touched my heart. So she starts coming to church, and all at once she starts hanging out with Sammy. And they stay together, and all at once they get married. Now they got, what, 342 kids? <laughs> See, but she wanted to kept coming here. You see what I mean? You don't, you don't know what you're doing when you're obeying the Holy Ghost. He's got the big picture, but sometimes you don't have the big picture at all what's going on. But all you're supposed to do is obey what he tells you to do at the
time. I mean, when the Bordemuses, how many remember the Bordemuses? We're not going to get to Samuel, so you might as well forget it. <laughs> they were here all the time, and I mean, they got it. They got a revelation. The Spirit of God told them to buy every single time that they had an opportunity to buy. You buy. So when we went out to lunch together, it was a brawl. That poor waiter would bring that check. I mean, I had him around the ankles. Becky's trying to get it out of his hands. John's elbowing her to get him off the check. And I mean, it was like a fight. You know what I mean? To pay it. Because that's what our mentalities were back then. Uh, I want to bless you. No, I'm blessing you. No, you ain't blessed God. I'm blessing you. The heck you are. And I'll tell you, he was Greek. Hey, brother, I'm telling you right now. His voice was stronger than mine. Everything was stronger than mine. So he won most of the time. And I couldn't do anything about it. But that's the way it is. When you get a revelation of the stuff, let me tell you what happens. It starts to become fun. Yeah. It's almost like you, you pay for this, and then you think, I don't know what's coming, but there's going to be something coming from someplace. Maybe somebody walk up, hand me a $100 bill. <laughs> See, that's the way God works. And we don't do it to get something. We do it because we listen to the voice of the Spirit of God and do it. There's times God will just have you say something to someone. Hey, you look nice today. Hey, da, la, la. And you don't know what, what was going on in their life that morning or what happened in that time. So just listen to the Holy Ghost. And this next, this next people is going to listen to the Holy Ghost. They're not going to be trying to listen to the Holy Ghost, listen to him on a partial basis. You're going to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost all the time, and you're going to live in revival. See, that's revival. That's revival when you touch somebody's heart, when you see somebody change, when you see somebody born again, when you see somebody get blessed, when you, it's not even about you getting blessed anymore, although you can't help it because the Bible says the blessings of God will come upon you and overtake you so you can run as fast as you can, but they'll catch you sooner or later and they'll get you. Praise God, hallelujah. Why is that? Because the word of God is true and the Holy Ghost knows what he's doing. Please get to know him. Spend some time with him. Read the Word. Listen to Him. He'll pick things out of the Word of God and change the way that you think, the way that you do things, the way that things operate. He'll help your marriage. He'll help your friendships. He'll help your job. He'll help your money. He'll help everything because He knows. And we are called to be great managers of everything that we have. All our money, all our possessions, our wives, our kids, and everything that's there. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I just want to close by letting you all know we have the cutest grandbaby in the whole wide world. Oh, my Lord, we went up there yesterday, and oh, man, she is just, oh, my goodness sakes. I don't even think there's a close second. <laughs> so anyway, listen to the Holy Ghost. Just follow His voice. Just practice listening to Him. Do something. A lot of times what He tells you to do does not line up with your thinking, but it does line up with the Word of God. And if you do it, it'll produce fruit in your life every single time. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes for a second. Father... Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to rise up on the inside of every person here. Everybody here is born again. You live on the inside of them. I ask that you would speak even a little louder to each and every one of us here so that we could hear your voice more and more clear. I thank you that there's times when we forget about you that maybe you would even hit us with a little goosebump on the outside or something to remind us that you live on the inside of us and you're always there willing, able to teach us, to help us, to guide us. And Holy Spirit, I just release you from the inside of everybody here this morning. I stir you up on the inside. First of all, Father, you said you quicken your mortal body by your Spirit of God. I ask everybody in here to be energized. Every physical body strengthened. Every physical body more healed than it was two minutes ago, praise God. Every cell lines up. Everything in their body lines up with your kingdom and with the knowledge and the will of the Word of God. Holy Spirit, have your way in us this week in every single area of our lives. We listen for your orders. We obey your orders. And we continue to walk and leave and extend the kingdom of God in our lives and everybody around us. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you Wednesday night. 
first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 